Hey everyone, welcome to B2B Made Simple. I'm Sam Moss, the CEO and co-founder of OneClick Agency. On this show, I interview marketing experts from fast-growing B2B SaaS companies. We feature podcast episodes I'm a guest on, and sometimes we throw in a consulting call I've done with another company. Our goal with this show is to equip you and give you the tools you need to be the best marketer you can be. Hey everybody, taking things a slightly different direction today on the podcast. This was actually a consulting call I recorded uh, with a company down in Texas who had some questions about LinkedIn. Um, They're looking to execute a content strategy on LinkedIn. They saw what I do for our company and how it's impacted us. And I basically just answered all their questions um, on the call and recorded it for you guys. So hope you find this helpful. Again, basically just what you can do as a B2B company to execute a content strategy on LinkedIn. So I want to start off talking to you about LinkedIn. You said that to stand out on the LinkedIn platform, you should pick a topic and stick to it. Why is that? A couple of different reasons. Um, The first one is you want to be known for something. Um, And when when I say stick to a topic and post about that. Um, that doesn't mean that has to be the thing that you post about forever. Nothing else. For example, I'll just give use myself as an example. Um, I post about website content uh, and marketing content, but I also post about LinkedIn. I post about some personal things and ultimately people look at me and, and say, oh, that's Sam the website guy because I've kind of ingrained that. So it's what I post the majority about. Um, So as for why, it's because you want to be known for something. And two, you want to be top of mind when someone needs you for that thing. So if that's your intent with your, your LinkedIn marketing, then when you're known for that one thing and you keep posting it, you're going to be top of mind. So those are the top two reasons um, that I say just stick to one thing and don't veer off of that too much. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I'll just be honest, like your content is something that I definitely turn to when it comes to working on, um, you know, our website for a cardiology practice I work for. So it's definitely working. Um, And then another thing is I want to ask about what is the biggest mistake you see when it comes to websites and trying to get people to convert? Is there something that stands out from a developer standpoint? Uh, There's a couple of different things again. um, So the first one is there's too much insider language on the website. And what I mean by that is industry lingo. And the caveat, um, the only exception that I would give is if you know your customer persona well enough where they understand that language, then you can put it on there and use it. Um, But for example, there are some B2B SaaS companies out there I'll, that's the industry I'll use um, that I would be an ideal customer of, but I have no idea what they're selling because of the words they're using. Now, there are some B2B SaaS companies out there that use words that I definitely do not understand. But the more I dig into those companies, I look at them and I see, oh, well, they're not selling to me. They're selling to X. And most likely X, I would hope, would understand the lingo a little bit more. Um, so that's mistake number one. Um, mistake number two is companies just try to get too clever with the messaging. Um, 
And I'm all for being clever with your website copy and the messaging on there, but not at the expense of clarity. So sometimes it's okay to just go back to basics and don't overthink the words that you're using on your website um, because you don't want to turn people away by confusing them because it will happen. That makes sense. And then for a company where, you know, we're in the medical industry, you know, we have to use those certain lingos and certain terms. Do you think it's just more important to focus on the copy that goes along with it to make it simpler and break it down? Yeah. I mean, who is your buyer? Um, senior citizens, typically people, I mean, it can be ages 45 above, basically anybody with chest pain, heart issues, things like that. Yeah. So a little bit more backstory, they don't understand the lingo, right? So this isn't stuff they're familiar with. Well, it, it is what they're familiar with, but you know, when you go to a doctor, you trust them with your life. You, if he says yeah. you're, you're going to do this medicine, that medicine, they just, you know, blindly have faith. But you know, when it comes to trying to explain it on website copy, how would one go about making it as simple as possible? Yeah. I mean, there are some instances and cases where you just can't avoid using that copy uh, on your website. So you have to, um, but I would definitely accompany, accompany it with copy that reinforces and kind of dumbs it down and explains those industry terms. Um, because you in the medical field, uh, you have to get it out there, obviously. Um, but I would say put something alongside it that breaks it down in simple terms. Um, because it doesn't sound like you can really get away from putting that on your website. So steer in a way where they can un at least understand it once they dig a little bit deeper. Okay. That, that makes a lot mm -hmm. of sense. And then additionally, the world, you know, the world is always changing and you've talked about the importance of adapting constantly in the marketing industry. How does mm -hmm. one go about, you know, staying close with the trends and things that are changing? Um, st th so there's, two different routes you can go here. You can stay close with the trends or you can get distracted by what looks like an, an opportunity and you need to be able to distinguish between the two. Um, so an example I heard, I don't know who did this, but a trend, uh, I think I'm gonna get it backwards, but um, a trend is like a wave, right? And then the tide, I forget the other example, but basically you want to be the one that's with the tide because the wave is gonna come and go. Um, and with that, uh, to stay up to date with some of that thing, some of those things, I would just talk to other marketers or not talk to other marketers, but listen to some of the big, the, the big dogs, um, for sure. Um, read books because a lot of this is just basics. Like, I mean, you can read copywriting books, you can read marketing books that were written 30 years ago that still apply today. And you don't really need to be up with the trend necessarily. Um, so basically to recap, don't get sidetracked by trends if they're like the shiny object definitely test them out um and how to find what's coming down the pipe i i mean just read get on linkedin start scrolling listen to podcasts of marketers a few that you trust because sometimes you can be inundated with way too much content and it's like oh i feel like i need to try a million different things when really you you could have just been listening to two or three guys and pick some of their their ideas and implemented uh just those Okay. That makes a lot of sense. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I, I think the, the shiny object uh, example that you gave is definitely something um, I should work on. <laughs> I, you know, I was talking to someone about it today and yeah. it, it's, 
there are clear opportunities and there are clear distractions. Um, but then again, some of the distractions might turn into something that can be good. So you want to take the chance on them. Um, and I don't know what percentage of you, you stick to 80%, maybe 80% of what you're doing and then try 20% of your time or your budget on some new things. And maybe that's a good way to go about it and really have some guardrails set up so that six months down the road, you reassess and say, you know what, maybe this isn't something that we should continue doing. This was more of a distraction than an opportunity. Maybe if you looked at it that way, um, it could be pretty helpful. So you can at least still test some things and not miss out on the trend or the wave if it turns into something big. Um, but don't be afraid to cut your ties early. Yeah, absolutely. And then is there a certain time frame that you would use? You know, you said six months for testing something out. Is, is that something that you stick with typically? You know, I go back and forth. It, it really is subjective. For example, LinkedIn, some could call content marketing on LinkedIn a trend, um, but you can't really figure out if that's going to work unless you stick to it for six months to a year. So maybe gather some information on what people are saying, like, um, don't do this uh, or don't even try this unless you're going to do it for a year or you should see results in three months. And then maybe if you haven't by those um, time periods, then maybe it's time to cut ties. Um, but it really depends on what it is you're doing because everything is, is really different in that regard. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. And a um, couple of things, you know, going away from marketing, if you don't mind me asking is, mm -hmm. do you yeah. have any advice for people um, on what they should do to succeed in the marketing world as a job? You know, I don't really have too much input on it because technically I've never been uh, working at a B2B company for, as a marketer. So I've owned the agency that we have for five years. I co-founded it. So I don't know if I have the best insight on that um, just because I've never been in a marketing role at another company. So. Okay. That makes sense. And then, how, okay. How, how about in your role? How, how would you say someone needs to succeed in maybe the B2B um you know, website development industry? Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess this can touch back on marketing. Uh, it's, it goes to reading. I mean, that's my favorite thing. So I, I read books and I, it's so cliche because everybody says that, but you should be reading books about your industry. The second thing is I find two or three podcasts that I really like that are leaders in my industry um, for, so the marketing industry. Um, I like them and they talk good stuff. Because like I mentioned before, you could be listening to a hundred different voices. And then what do you actually implement? What do you actually learn? What do you actually hear? So pick a few and really start studying what they do, implement some of the things they teach and go about it that way. And that goes for um, myself owning an agency or a B2B marketer or really anyone else trying to get into a specific field. Okay, that makes sense. And one, one last question I sort of had was, yeah. Um, what would be your most valuable experience in the work that you've done with, whether it's with your agency or on LinkedIn? Um, I think the most valuable experience I've had is hosting a podcast. So um, I host a podcast called B2B Made Simple. It was previous call, previously called Small Business Made Simple. Um, but once we made the shift to B2B, I mean, even with the, the SMB podcast, 
I learned a lot about communication for one, two, I got to speak with people that um, are in the field that I'm trying to learn. So the marketing podcast that I host right now, I mean, I'm learning marketing every single week from people that have been in it for years, much longer than I have. And I picked up a $90 mic. I record on Zoom for free. And then I put it out as content. I can repurpose that. Um, and the learnings that I've gathered, I learn how marketers talk. I learn how marketers assess things. I learn how marketers um, communicate with others. The things that I've learned just from doing that for little to no cost except my time um, has been, honestly, I can't even begin to tell you how much uh, that has impacted me personally. Okay, that's great to hear. Um, yeah, thank you very much for doing this. I really appreciate it. Yeah, man, for sure. No problem.